0: But honestly, what makes him so great at what he does, which is why he is the best DPW director around, is he conveniently decides that he wants to be the first in-house trainer allowed by the federal government to train in-house CDL licenses.
1: steve sherlock here for franklin matters franklin public radio anywhere on the internet wfpr.fm in the local franklin mass fm radio dial 102.9 here today for another talk franklin session with our town administrator jamie hell and jamie happy thursday
0: 50 degrees outside steve it's uh <laughs> it's pretty amazing i know we always start off with the weather but uh in this case it's pretty cool It is warm.
1: Absolutely (laughs) amazing. You know, this is January and we got 50 degrees.
0: Unbelievable. It's a this time, you know, it is a relief. I think I think most people in our overworked, overwhelmed world, I think it's nice to know that everybody doesn't have to panic over shoveling and difficulties Mm -hmm. with that stuff. It is a little bit of a relief this year.
1: Yes. Well, I'm thinking back to this time. Eight years ago which i think was just about the time you were coming in we were into that series of every other weekend we were getting a blizzard
0: (laughs) it was malcolm butler's fault he uh he intercepted that football and and all of a sudden 100 (laughs) inches of snow came but we were okay that year because of the super bowl win and uh but this year you know it's a it's a it's a nice reprieve and um, you know, we still have a whole couple months to go. I'm sure we'll get some
1: snow. We, we, you know, it's being New England. Yeah, we're going to get something. <laughs> we just, it's just, we may end just, up getting it all at once. Who knows? <laughs> yeah,
0: totally. Absolutely. So we'll see what happens. But uh, it's good, you know, as a town manager, too, it's annoying, but it also saves us money. So, uh, you know, from a it,
1: financial perspective, I got no disagreement with that. <laughs> for the people that love
0: the snow and skiing and miss it, unfortunately, on our end in, in municipal management, um you know we do enjoy this because uh you know hopefully we can get other projects done on sidewalks and roads and, sure. and things that otherwise would not have been able to be done so um keep your fingers crossed for a little bit of snow and the good news is too is usually when you have a lot of snow or you don't have a lot of snow you get worried about the summers because then you have a little less water in the ground right. but we have been getting some good precipitation there's yes. no drought advisories from the state, nope. um, and so water levels, groundwater levels seem to be good. So, um, yeah. so so
1: far, so good. You know, yeah. we're going to knock on Precipitation has been good. Right. we we'll keep that. Yep. Uh, the yeah. mixture, obviously, it's a little wetter than snower, so that's okay. Yeah. We can do that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you spent last weekend, not that you would have, I'm sure you, were, at some point, you really would have liked to have been out and about, et cetera, but you spent some good time at the... Mass Municipal Association annual meeting and conference with a few folks from Franklin yeah. as well, as I could see in some of the social some pictures we sharing. Yeah, it was great. That was our largest contingent
0: uh, ever from Franklin. A, a whopping, I think, seven people. Um you know and but i i uh i was great um that uh Karen our HR director and Stacy came uh, the HR assistant right um, to walk around um, It's great to see that and um, obviously we traditionally have not had a lot of elected officials go but councilor Frangillo Consul Hamlin both went yeah um and uh, of course Brutus went
1: how could Brutus um, not be there <laughs> i know Brutus
0: is the center of attention and and you saw some other pictures of him Throughout the weekend because he loves selfies and makes everybody take selfies with them.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but uh, it was a really fun event. Um, I, I think the one thing that sticks out is it was great to be back in person for the first time in three years. really That's four. Right. Yeah, that was significant. Um, yes. Yep. Since 2020. Um, so that was great. Especially after a couple of cancellations last year, last second cancellation with Omicron. Right. Um, and I think it was just great to network. We met a lot of new people. Um, and I think the value mainly of the conference is really to share ideas and concepts. And one story I'll give you is, um, you know, I don't usually go to a lot of the afternoon, uh, educational seminars just because a lot of times we're already aware of the dynamics of things. Um, Mm -hmm. and, but, um, Kobe and, uh, Councilor Hamlin and, and Councilor Frangillo, were going to go to the housing one. So I went with them and, um, and, uh, you know, I think, you know, spearheading into last night. You know, I think one of the takeaways that both Mel and Kobe had was, um, amidst all the presenters and all the other stories from the other communities and questions, you know, it was good to see that um, you know they they felt like Franklin was was in play. We're, were on the edge of everything again, as we usually are. Mm-hmm. These are horrible conversations. The city of Salem, ironically, um, gave an interesting presentation, which will fold into the discussion in a minute about about zoning. Where they went through a three or four year long process of mm-hmm. educating the community with some extremely time consuming techniques, um, only to realize their accessory dwelling unit bylaw um eventually got through by one vote after several years of voting. Right. And their inclusionary zoning bylaw, which we'll transition to in a minute, Steve, um, actually got ditched after several uh, declined votes. Mm-hmm. And I think it it showed to them, and I hope, um, in particular, both of them, because they're on the EDC. You know, these things are really hard. Um, they they compromise doesn't always feel good, um, but in some ways, um, it's the only answer. And it's right. a lesson we've struggled with as a society for uh, you know some years now um, of compromise and. Um, I thought the, the session was really well done by Jenny Raitt, who um, is uh, always one of my favorite people. She's the uh, head of the North Middlesex Council of Governments, and Christine Medor, both of whom are co- former colleagues of mine at MAPC. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a great session, and I thought that that was a good example of the kind of things that are the strength about the annual meeting and why it's important. I will say, as an early primer, I've been starting to look through the budget numbers, and department, head, department budget meetings are going to start uh, next week. For the next month but i think one of the things one of the minor small investments we need to make is to have some more professional development money in the town council budget um yes. so that we can encourage all of them and maybe some other elected officials on other boards mm-hmm. to get a little more involved in the mma to hear what other people are doing to yes. network with other elected officials um, as we have newer and newer and newer people who uh, have less and less information and experience the annual meeting provides like everybody a really great chance to see the forest from the trees.
1: Yeah. I, I concur that, that level of, and it's relatively easy training not to minimize Mm -hmm. it by any means. Some of the sessions certainly going to be more impactful than others, but coming together, you know, the Mm -hmm. birds of a feather flocking together (laughs) realistically, and then the serendipity of the learnings and the meetings and the networking and you come away with, yes, oh, they're they're doing what we're doing. And, oh, by the way, maybe we're ahead of that. In some cases, we may be behind. All of that's good. But just being there and then having that exposure and yeah. then being able to make those decisions in regards to where are we? Is there something else we need to be doing? Mm-hmm. Um, those are good. And you go into it, I, I stress the serendipity because I've been... Uh, part organizer for like 40 pod camps since 2006 when i went to the first one Mm. and you can never tell exactly when you're going to come away with but you always come away with something yeah Um, and even if it's a new friend
0: absolutely really you know like a new friend what a nice what a nice thing these days where everybody's been so separated and you know some people are so dedicated to remote work and um, you know, it's just nice to meet a new friend. You know, I, we met a couple of people, for example, there were city, there were town councilors in Walt, Watertown, okay. similar form of government. Sure. And they had no idea there was a huge Armenian population or there was Camp Hyast in Franklin. Right. We bonded over the Armenian connection.
2: Yeah.
0: And they had remembered me and, and Kim Driscoll doing a session with them uh, on their city charter. Okay. And so it just was like, oh, wow. And then we're on LinkedIn and you've the kind of met a couple of new friends you know? and, one even said you know next time you're in watertown with your grandma grandmother-in-law um mm-hmm. let us know and we'll come meet you at uh one of the restaurants so sure. like stuff like that. It's really nice you know absolutely
1: and, yeah and i think you know. even in a side conversation with melanie she was talking with somebody and they're apparently doing some similar discussions so she was sharing one of our podcasts mm-hmm. with them yeah. so that they could listen to that and that kind of you know it just happens it it may be something that will be worthwhile really getting into there may be a bigger bridge going forward who knows but yeah, <laughs> yeah. until yeah, you, but you go there you don't know so
0: absolutely. you don't in the I'm sorry the virtual for this stuff
1: you can't do it not not that way
0: no it's the pets no. it just doesn't no. work it yeah. just doesn't work
1: no it's it's just the it's it's a talking head show at which in some cases is good if you if yeah. there's a the amount of material that you just need to get out. Whether well, you can, but you, then you can sit almost anywhere, anytime at a screen and just listen. But if yeah. you're truly going to get into how you're doing, how, what did you, what did, what was your takeaways here, etc., that mm-hmm. needs to be in person because then you can much more mm-hmm. easily get into those conversations and decide where you're going to go.
0: That's right. It
1: was a lot of fun, and of course, Brutus, always the ham.
0: <laughs> but honestly. What makes him so great at what he does, which is why he is the best DPW director around, yeah. is he conveniently decides that he wants to be the first in-house trainer allowed by the federal government to train in-house CDL licenses. Everybody's aware we've had a hard time getting snow contractors mm-hmm. and and making sure that there's qualified people, because again, the federal government still sees marijuana and cannabis as a as a heroin drug, class B or whatever it's called. Right, right. And
1: so you can't get a CDL if you test positive, and some of those issues. So and CDL you know, for the listeners, if you don't recognize that, it's a commercial driver's license. So it's not just trumps. a regular driver's license. Right. You've got to go special training for that, and you need a federal uh,
0: authorization for that. Um, and so, you know, always innovative Brutus and Derek Adams, I give them both credit. They came to me immediately when the federal government asked for this. And they said, this is something we need to, we need to double down on. This is a great opportunity based on our experience. And when does Brutus get the announcement to go out the Friday, Thursday before the mass municipal conference. So everybody at the conference is talking about Franklin DPW um about you know being on the front end of things everybody in fact there was a bunch of people that you know obviously you get the snarky comments oh you're from frank oh there you go again frank uh-huh. and you know that's all, that for the listeners at home that's that's it's fun because yeah we do a great job but um but your community is known with people that are doing these things yes. and when you get those kind of snarky comments it's out of respect and admiration that people have for the community yeah. Um, you know, as opposed to uh, a little you know, jealousy annoyed. in there too, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd have thought of that. We well, could have
1: done that. Yeah. You, know?
0: you know, a lot of other towns have great DPW directors, but, right. um, no one has Brutus. And, um, yeah. and, you know, I think, you know, when we talk about the struggling labor market, um, you know, the, the, the Fed Reserve of Boston has written about this, uh, yes. mass benchmarks, all the, all the key indicators of the people that know what they're talking about, um, you know, we started to see the tech layoffs this week, yep. uh, this this month. Um, you know, the Fed uh, Reserve is is clearly um, trying to uh, increase unemployment, um, and uh, which is key to bringing inflation uh, back into um, reality, back to earth. Well, the train and, on a bit. Yeah, and and one of the areas that we've had the hardest, and you were just mentioning this to me off camera about the heavy motor operator. Um, you know, some water uh, uh, and sewer positions, some grounds positions. We've done fairly well, um, relatively speaking. I can tell you that, um, obviously, the neighboring towns in along 495 are having a much, much, much harder time doing this. Mm-hmm. You never used to see signs out on the middle of the thing, you know, hiring now laborers, Right. you know, at key intersections and communities. And you can see them on, on a lot of the main uh, downtown roads mm-hmm. near public facilities. This is why the CDL in-house training is so important, because it brings our team in contact with people um, that don't have a license. We help them invest in that license. Sure. We get to coach them and grow them from within our own farm system, if you will. And so that means that whatever issues they may be having or challenges they have as an employee, as a candidate, we can work with them on that. Mm -hmm. And it kind of takes some of the middle folks from the feds and state out of the way and um, I just, uh, you know, it, it really is going to help us hopefully stay ahead of uh, the labor crisis uh, as we move forward within those within uh, that area. So
1: yeah, um, I think part of both the branding piece and then even part of the compensation plan, which you reviewed earlier at FinCom, et cetera, um, that's one of the def- not necessarily specifically something you were targeting to do, mm-hmm. but it's certainly within that realm is what else can we do besides just the salary and benefits, mm-hmm. the training opportunities, the opportunity to truly make things happen, to do stuff like we're going to be replacing eventually that hundred year uh, uh, sewer main, et cetera. Uh, where else is somebody going to be able to do that other than here? So those opportunities are good.
0: Yeah, it's great. It, it really is. Um, and I will I will cite an email and end on this topic that Counselor Pellegri sent to me. This is why I love Franklin so much.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We all love it. That's why we're here. And I'll save it for the end. But this is why Franklin <laughs> matters. This is why I do what I do. I want to make sure yeah. that it continues to matter.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So we got, um, you know, the council reviewed its goals recently. And, um, you know, in the next meeting here, um, they'll uh, move my evaluation uh, forward. And very thankful to uh, Councilor Mercer and Councilor DeLorco and uh, Councilor Jones for, um, you know, positive uh, evaluation. Um, you know, we've had a busy month or so. I know we'll get to some of the boards and committees in a minute. Um, but last night, um, and moving forward into February, we got an exciting month, um, on February 1st, uh, next week, uh, the tri-county school, um, district is going to come in and give a presentation mm-hmm. on the new building project. Yeah, um, that's gonna the, it's going to be major. It's going to be major. Um, Franklin Matters and Franklin TV will be key Uh, communications conduits for this. Um, They're anticipating a ballot vote in October um oh, in and october so okay so the, they do it 2023 yeah well uh, you know it depends on what way you look at that this
1: I is mean, true nine months this... away
0: is like not and that you, far well
1: that's that's not uh, enough eight to go months, months away really. community that's for sure
0: right and um you know so so for folks that are interested in in education or their kids or um potential opportunities at tri-county they should really um you know watch this on th- on on wednesday um, we also have a couple of other uh, new firefighters getting appointed. Uh, we're very excited to appoint another uh, female firefighter paramedic this week. Oh, okay. good. Um, which we're really excited about. Um, and uh, also, we're going to be evaluating a ladder truck. Um, as the fire chief has made painfully <laughs> clear to all of us, mm-hmm. um, this is an emergency situation um, because. The supply chain problems that people maybe think are going away are getting worse. In some cases for sure. And I think Steve, yeah. you might have picked it up at the um the FinCom. He's saying right. twenty-four to thirty-six months right. to order a, a fire truck. Um ouch. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, I mean, think about that from a public safety standpoint about not having proper apparatus. Um so you know, as he's done an amazing job here, he's he's ahead of the curve and he's preparing us to be ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. Um and we did get a lesser interest rate recently. We got three point four percent, which is pretty good. So, you know, as I've said to everybody, you know, maybe my my uh at one point I had said no more capital projects. Right. You know, Remington Jefferson was was being queued up and I put a pause on all of it. Sure. I think a positive news financially would be that, you know, hopefully soon. Um, things will plateau and level off a little bit to a little bit more of a comfort space. Um, and uh, and maybe we can start kind of getting some of those back burner projects back on the front burner um, for the rest of the decade. So um, so that stuff is going to be coming up at this meeting. And then um, last night, as you were there, an exciting conversation and development, um, an inclusionary zoning bylaw was passed by the EDC plus committee. Um, And for those that watched and struggled, um, they need to understand that this is sometimes how the sausage gets made Mm -hmm. uh, on some of the most challenging issues you face. And zoning is certainly, it it could be considered the most difficult, challenging, and emotional issue that we deal with. Mm -hmm. I know know schools are one that probably rise up to number one, but zoning is the hardest. Um, And they were successfully unanimously came to some compromises. And uh, on February 15th, I anticipated that council meeting that the council will refer to the planning board for the public hearings to begin uh, the inclusionary zoning bylaw. Um, So that was really cool.
1: Yeah. And I think from my point of view, it's been interesting. Clearly, I've been following, especially through DDC to the extent possible and then offline uh, with Kobe and Mel, and even most recently with Joel Derico, who took time to participate in in our in a discussion, which is now available via audio on uh, radio, etc. Um, these discussions, yeah, and picking up on your the the sausage making, I, I visualize it kind of. You've got this process pipeline where the gears are rolling and something's going to go through but the zoning piece is you can turn this gear this way you can turn this gear that way and depending upon which one you turn things are going to happen and because Mm -hmm. if you do this and then that happens and even when obviously during last night attorney Sorrell had to say well if you do this this happens (laughs) it it it, there are legal consequences to a lot of this and the real practical consequence coming back to the compromise piece is What do we really want to compromise on? And that's where it it left me particularly. Okay, do we really want to prioritize affordable housing or do we want to prioritize building and then kind of let the market do its thing? That's a healthy discussion to have. It gets into, that's why this is so hard. You just framed it
0: perfectly, right? In the sense that that's why it's so challenging because ultimately it's an ideological debate right? You're saying supply and demand, market economics. And I can't say that I'm not on that side. you know, mm-hmm. I I've, I've frequently said publicly, you know housing is not my issue. It's 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 I think we're all both old enough, Steve, to feel Councillor Frangillo's frustrations. Oh, absolutely. And we all know that there's a model out there that has to be developed, that um, is about wages and salaries and time and ability to afford. What's the quality of life you want? Um, you know, when you get married, things change. When you have mm-hmm. a child, things change. When right. you own the house, right. things change. Right. And I think there's a piece out there where supply and demand economics, the argument he was presenting essentially is if you build more, you give people more units to purchase, buy, rent, forward. And maybe the prices shuffle the deck a little. Can't mm-hmm. say that that's an incorrect assessment. On the other hand, my professional view is that I've seen this long enough, and so have you, where real estate is one of the most guaranteed best investments in New England, especially in Massachusetts. Yeah. And the only proven policy technique to work, with all due respect to Miss Mayor Wu, the only policy decision that is effectively one hundred percent guaranteed to work is to have de- is to have more deeded affordable units in the deed structure,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I think that um, that's a challenging exercise, right? Yes. That gets into profit margins for developers. Sure. That gets into we talked about it last night. We did. Most of them feel like it's a punishment. It's also very challenging for a housing builder to get financing. Right. When there's an, one affordable unit, the banks say, geez, you can't maximize your value on that. Right. So the systemic structure essentially works against affordable housing. And for all of us who own a home, we kind of unfortunately, at some point in our life, spend 10 or 15, 20 years, however long it is, being exceptionally frustrated about the Massachusetts housing market. Until we buy our home and pay off the mortgage. And then we really, I'm sorry to say, Steve, you're laughing. I can see you. We're all laughing. Eventually we go, Well, I own my slice of the world. Somebody else has to go work their butt off to go get their slice of the world. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, when I moved back to from North Carolina in college, I grew up here, moved back here in nineteen ninety nine. I thought I was the victim too. Yeah. You did probably in your generation. You oh, know, I mean, I got back from college, and I was renting an apartment in a quote-unquote white-hot real estate market in 1999. Anyone out there that was around knows mm-hmm. that year was there. And I had to pay $1,200 a month for a third-floor apartment in Porter Square, a stone's throw from the train station, perfect location, and the place was a dump. Mm-hmm. And... um. You know, it sounds like a bargain probably to most people listening to mm-hmm. this now. Um, but it teaches you a value, a work ethic, a whole variety of other things. Like, I don't want to live here. You know, I had a girlfriend, you, you, right? Right? You, you want to get married? You, they don't – most folks don't – they do want a sliver of a backyard.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, they want it. When you have a child, all of a sudden, the uh, that's why the exodus from Boston – what is Frank? Where do most people from move from Franklin to, from today? Newton, Wellesley, Brookline, Somerville, Malden, Melrose, the inner urban core. Why? Because they have kids and they want to put them through our amazing school district. And as a result, they also want a little slice of life because mm-hmm. now they're entering that age of life where equity matters. They don't want to throw away their money. Every dollar matters. And so this is such a challenging conversation. And I was really, really proud and I hope everybody understands. Despite all the bickering and allegations and things, at the end of the day, Councilor Hamlin was able to get a seven to nothing vote, where everybody agreed on something.
1: Yes. And well, I think and that's, would, I hope you was agree, Steve. Art. That's yeah. No, I that was the art. Yeah, that was the art of compromise, because there were what four votes prior um, oh, that more? some went one way, some went the other way, and yet ultimately. It was a unanimous vote to move it. Now we're not said and done. There no, are a long way to go still yeah. to do uh, adjustments potentially. Um, and again, yeah, I haven't really wrapped my head around. Do I agree with that yet? Because some of the comments that were coming up last night were new in terms of, and you indicated a little bit here where, yeah, it's a systemic problem, and we need to focus on. Okay, what can we <laughs> we collectively the town of Mm -hmm. franklin do to make a difference in this specific area when oh by the way and granted some people and i know you hear it a lot this is the way it should be well we 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 don't get to way we don't get to determine what it should be we can only determine what we can do within it because there are so many other players we don't have control over like the financial markets right I, i can't
0: control why banks don't lend or want to or seem, you know, seem lesser on a developer who mm-hmm. has has to be susceptible to an affordable component. Right. The bank is just doing what the bank does. They're right. trying to make sure that there's as much security as possible for their investment. Right. Um, and this yeah. is, I think, struggle, and this is why Mayor Wu, I mentioned a go and a go, is trying to propose rent caps, which um, I will say I don't believe really works. Mm-hmm. um you know rent control you know is a very toxic conversation i understand where she's coming from um you know it's a very challenging environment but you know boston's not the same boston it always was boston no. has a lot of money
2: yeah
0: and the people who live there not everybody i'm not trying to make sure i don't miss the uh, folks who 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 are are less well to do um but most of boston is pretty affluent and, and so I think-, I think there's a dynamic there particularly in cambridge and others that's very very challenging right and it always feels like the the developers or the tenant or the landlords win um, which is frustrating for a lot of people um, but i also think there's a part of this where the concession is steve is um you know is about is about the things that we're seeing in the labor market to tie it up earlier, you know, were seeing, you know, this, these issues of quiet quitters, and mm-hmm. we want to be average, and you know, all, you know, the mental health concerns among a lot of young professionals and in, in, in different generations in our youth in high school. We're seeing the the tough connection of all this stuff, and um, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know all the right answers or the wrong answers. I think this is an evolution that's going to take a very long time to settle out. Um, But, you know, there is some other part of it. As you know, um, the rent was always too damn high. And it inspired a lot of people to work harder, focus better, um, be more thrifty, be more conscious. Or as Greg Rondo said last night, sharpen their pencils. Mm -hmm. That was a group that he brought up. Right now, totally sharpening pencils. Three years ago, they were letting some things fly. Today, with concrete, wood cost of materials, delays in getting electricians and laborers on board, all of this stuff is extremely complicated to tie into a nice, neat bow. And I think, you know, as I slept on it last night and was talking about it, I think the big victory here is, um, you know, hopefully as this process moves on, um, hopefully people realize that um, everybody lost something in this Um, and everybody gained a little bit out of this. And that's really, really important.
1: Yeah. And to that end, it's still going to be two to three months, give or take, given the schedule going through planning board, town council yep. and et cetera, back and forth. Two to three months to really have this discussion around some specifics now, because we didn't have the specifics before. Now we got the specifics. Now we can talk about adjusting, you know, this lever or that lever if we need to. Um, and even back so, to- even
0: so, Steve. Even in the master plan, it, I, it, I, I, I said to a couple of members and, afterwards, I, and I, that said, I know you didn't get Absolutely. everything you wanted, but right. you guys are all going to the whole community is going to talk about this again in five months. Right. And you're going to put out recommendations in a year and a half to change what you just did. Potentially. And so this is potentially. And yep. so this is an evolution anyway. Sure. Right. The lieutenant governor, as I predicted, is going to be in charge of housing as right. she should be. Lieutenant um, Governor Driscoll knows exactly what she's doing on these things, and she's got the difficult task um, to try to mitigate what we just did locally, Mm -hmm. which is now going to go on among 250 cities and towns, but I have no greater faith than anybody, than Lieutenant Governor Driscoll, who is extraordinarily talented and smart, to be able to try to figure out some of these nuances, and where's the state money coming from? Where's the dollars and cents? Right. We've yeah. said this about Franklin Ridge. We've got 60 units of permitted, shovel-ready, literally shovel-ready, 60 units of senior affordable housing up on Panther Way, which is also 60 seniors to be out of their single family homes, which young families can move into mm-hmm. to get school enrollment up, Right to be proud of our school districts. And I can't get anybody to almost get anything <laughs> on a project that will develop things right now. Yeah, and so yeah. that shows another level of the challenge of this. Well, and I can talk the, about this all day, Steve. Anyway I, I know. I just
1: I'll just add one other <laughs> point for people to reference. Good thing references. you didn't have me
0: on the podcast with, uh, <laughs> with, with Joel. Maybe it should have been
1: good. I, you know, I'm. <laughs> but sort of Franklin Ridge piece. They're coming back through the permit process, at right. least from a conservation perspective, because their permits have already expired. <laughs> so all it's this federal stimulus money
0: long... out there, and I'm going, what? What? You know, I feel like Cuba Gooding Jr. Show me the money, I know. right? Like, really? Like, wh- where is all this going that I can't get, you know, not, not that they can give me $30 million right now, but but I I just say, like, that's the greatest ribbon cutting you can have. Right. Right, if we can all get together and figure out that way. And I should note for the record, you know, we did finally receive, when Senator Spilka was here um, for her farewell, we did receive $3.5 million in mass worth funding for that, which brings the total up to $5 million that we have allocated for that project. We're still 20 million short. I know. So it shows the financing issues that I think Joe Halligan and Brad Chafee and others have been talking about, Sure. you know, they could probably take a little profit hit too. I mean, you know, the town's been good to them and I think they've had a good run. uh, But it does show they're the ones putting out the risk. It's their credit. It's their financing. um, And, uh, and so I think, You know, there's got to be a little bit more of a shared response, but um, you know, we had a great night last night, and hopefully, the process will move forward pretty smoothly.
1: Indeed, yeah. And then after the council meeting, you've got a bug load there. But then one of the other opportunities with the rescheduling of that public hearing from the January 17th meeting would ended up getting canceled. The CPC comes back Mm -hmm. to do their annual public hearing on. Well, what do we need for open space and conservation funds for the next time around? those who may recall, pickleballs came up, (laughs) pickleball courts (laughs) came up heavily on the first two ones last year, um, to the extent that plans at least are in process to do something about that. What will be the next kind of pickleball item?
0: (laughs) My guess is, is the picklers will not pickle away. Yeah. Um, but the good news is, is, is for those that have been around, um, you know, we are doing a, a revised master plan of the King Street um, Park, and, um, and so I see that in the future. I, I, I honestly think this year, um, like inflation, Steve, my goal is to actually slow things down just a little bit. Uh, Town's been very lucky to have the 200 acres of open space we've bought purchased in the last year and a half. Um, there's still plenty of money in the accounts. But what we've seen with Nason Street and the Cupola and some of the other projects, um, you know, they've 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 been delayed because of issues with contractors and employees and, mm-hmm. and supplies. Like we're still waiting for the red brick schoolhouse to get done. Why? Sure. Because yeah. we're waiting for the windows and doors to be delivered. Parts. Um, yeah. And so, and fair enough, right? That's just the way it is. You can't yep. go down to Home Depot and buy these things. And so, um, and so, I think what I'm going to try to recommend this year is to save some money. Um, and start to prepare up for King Street. That's not to say there won't be the ten percent. Um, is a little bit of a preview. Um, we have been working with the Housing Authority um, on doing an improvement project over there okay. for our ten yep. percent, um, which would be a nice project for for them to upgrade some of those um, some units over there. And um, and we've been working on some. Uh, eventually, I I anticipate the Schmidt Farm Barn um, at some point uh, in a year or two will be a part of that so Mm -hmm. you know we'll have some projects and i know the town clerk as well um is working with our archivist and some others to uh try to work on some other preservation projects in the town clerk vault and some stuff like that so i think we're going to do hopefully it'll be a little smaller stuff this year Mm -hmm. Um, and we still the reason why i was to say this and this is kind of a little topic but we haven't even master planned Maple Hill yet. That takes a whole nother thing. I was I was going to gonna bring with. that up. And right. it's like with Schmidt farm. I mean, I just you know, I don't know how to get I don't know what dr- miracle drug maybe Pfizer can come up with a cure for Google syndrome. <laughs> Frequent listeners know that that's my term. Um, you know, it's it just like this instantaneous gratification thing is just it's just we're not even finishing the things we started. You know, right. the senior center right. pavilion hasn't even started. Right. Um we're still waiting for dump trucks we
1: ordered a year and a half ago. Um, we just got police cars and whatever that we just ordered
0: cars. 2 years ago. <laughs> right. So we we've you know, we've we've got a lot of time. Yeah. You know, and and we need the people to do the work and we're starting to fill trying to fill those jobs. So mm-hmm. um so yeah, we'll, I'll show February 7th and... is the is the is the date people can come out and give us ideas and come out and advocate for things. Um, We'll put them in the master plan. Uh, I'm very hopeful soon to announce a a special assistant to the town administrator for four or five months. And I'm going to have them work on trying to pull some of those things together a little bit more uh, vibrantly. And, and so um, that's coming up. Mm -hmm. The other big thing uh, before we close out, Steve, that I would leave the listeners with hopeful next week to, um, to uh, announce the citizen slots uh, for the committees uh, for Davis there and the master plan. And there's a couple of spots on the police building committee that are engineers and construction supervisors, but for anybody out there that wants to get involved on the future of Davis there um, or the future of back to zoning, Mm -hmm. um, um, the real master plan, master plan. What are we looking for? People who are willing to do their homework, attend all the meetings, Read a lot of stuff. Um, and we're looking for people that are willing to participate in the arts and culture sector, uh, facilities, zoning, housing, commercial, mm-hmm. uh, economic development. I mean, those are the bigger things. Um, right. The schools, the open space and recreation plan will be incorporated in there. The school yep. redistricting plan and as demographics and data will I'm sure be a part of that as well. Sure. Yep. It's the future of your community. If you plan on living here for twenty five more years, <laughs> this is a really good time to be involved in laying the groundwork for your community for the future. So, um, that's my quick pitch. And I know everybody has an opinion on Davis, there, Steve. Oh, and, I've heard a know, few. I've heard a few. Um, we we are not looking for everybody who has predetermined the outcome. We're looking for people with an open mind uh, and a vision um, to listen um and have an imagination mm-hmm. of what could be right um, and so if you are one of those out there listening you be, might be a great candidate for the davis there mm-hmm. link will be put out i know it'll be shared on franklin matters i we know will. it'll be put on franklin tv yep
1: and um and that's it yeah and to your google syndrome i'll add and share showing my age somewhat but uh, i go back to the simon and garfunkel you know, just kicking down the cobblestone, slow down, you move too fast. <laughs> Gotta make the morning last, right? And obviously, I don't deliver like they do. That's <laughs> when they get the big bucks and I just sit here doing this. But for uh, the listeners, you know, save yeah. the brickbats for something else and uh, just continue to listen to Jamie and I talk. And we do this, of course, because Franklin matters. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio.